Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. Today, I'm so excited to have Dr. Portia Showers of DFW Realtor join us on the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, Dr. Showers has lived in over 15 cities and knows how stressful not only moving to a new city can be, but also finding a place to call home. Dr. Showers was also recently featured on HETV. Uh, Welcome to the show, Portia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show as well. Uh, So before we begin, I just want the listeners to know a little bit about you. Um, So tell us the Dr. Showers 411. Oh, uh, 411. Okay, we do a Mary J. Blot. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best album, by the way. My Life was the best. That was my favorite Mary J. Blige album. My Life is Good, too. My Life is Good, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. When you just mad, sometimes you just need to turn on some Mary. You know, you got some different moves. <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't want to hear Mary sing about happy and love. No, she needs to sing Pain, okay? That's yeah. I, you know, I felt kind of bad because, like, when I heard the backstory of how she, she was when she did My Life, and like her happy songs, I'm like, I don't like the happy songs. <laughs> I like the like love has done me wrong songs because she just thinks it's so much better. I <laughs> know. Uh, last before we continue on what's the forward of my life, I don't know if you saw that meme that came out when she got divorced and somebody was like, Oh shoot, that new Mary J. Blige album about to be lit. <laughs> I know, because it's not the same. It's not. It is not the same at all. But four one one on me, I guess, um, is I was born in Michigan, but kind oh. of traveled around a little bit and ended up in the southeast part of Louisiana. So I really grew up in the greater New Orleans slash Baton Rouge area for most of my life. And then for oh. college, I went to Xavier University of Louisiana, uh, where I got my doctorate in pharmacy and graduated from from there and moved to Arizona, then I moved to Nevada, then I moved back to Arizona, and then I live now in Texas in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, wow. (laughs) That's really uh, neat. So, which city has been your favorite? I mean, definitely New Orleans is my favorite. Like, there was, like, oh, my gosh, you are so spoiled in New Orleans. Like, there was things – I had been to other cities, but, like, never had, like, lived in them. And when, like, I couldn't walk outside with a drink in my hand, I was like, what y'all talking about? Like, this is my drink. This is my drink. restaurant with my drink and they wouldn't let me I was like see 
this is why I lived in New Orleans. You can do this to worry about all this, but New Orleans is definitely a city with its own flavor, own culture. Um, it's always great to go back and visit and to be just engulfed in so much stuff. And there's a reason for everything that people from that that area do. It's it's a history behind it. And um, hmm. definitely my my favorite place to live and love going back to visit, love going to Saints games whenever we can, Pelicans games. I've been to a lot of basketball and football, but there is no atmosphere like New Orleans atmosphere. So wow. definitely a city. Huh. Okay. I am kind of embarrassed to say I've never been to uh, New Orleans, and I really have to check it out. And, you really um, do. Yeah. Yeah, but I've I've heard it's like the food is amazing there. Oh, it's it's on par. I should have never grew up there because I am so bougie with my taste buds. Like <laughs> I'll go out to dinner at from you know my full time job, and we go to like these you know these restaurants that are you know sometimes they're like four or five star and things right. like. That. And I'm like, nope, this don't taste good. And my coworkers are like, what portion? This is amazing. I'm like, no, oh, no. <laughs> It's not. It's not it. This is not it right here. I'm like, can I get some salt? Can I get some Tony Saturies? What about some Louisiana hot? Like, where's the flavor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the cultural mix in New Orleans is like, I mean, you have the Creole, you have the Cajuns. You, I mean, it, it seems like so many people bringing in that diversity as well. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. It's a uh, it's great. It's always it's always a great, great, great time. Always. Anytime I go down to New Orleans, it's a great time. <laughs> and the architecture there, you know, I'm I'm sure you oh, get yeah. off inf- uh inspiration just living there. I mean it's the art architecture and the music yeah. and the entertainment. Oh yeah, French and Spanish architecture and you know, walking down the, the streets of Cobblestone and also the potholes, too. Let's not forget this. I'm <laughs> my heart so many times. We're not even going to talk about this. But, uh, but, yeah, no, it's definitely a a different feeling. And uh, one of my favorite Disney movies, The Princess and the Frog, I think yeah. captured a lot of how New Orleans is. So they did a really good job. Okay, okay. So it's pretty authentic. Yeah, pretty authentic, and I don't know if you watch, like, Queen Sugar as well. Yes, I have, yeah. They do a good job as, as well, so it's a real sense of, of New Orleans or Southeast Louisiana, so, yeah. And it seems like, I mean, at least in Queen Sugar, like, everyone pretty much knows each other and and a very tight-knit community. Is it really accurate? Um. Yeah, so where I... I grew up on the North Shore, so that's about 30 minutes from uh, New Orleans. And New Orleans people don't consider the North Shore a part of New Orleans, but we used to be 504 way back in the day, okay? We we got to 985, but anyway, um, pretty much everybody kind of does know everybody. The thing is, like, when you go down there, people ask you what school did you go to. It's not like what college did you go to. It's what high school. And then they're going to ask you what did you graduate and then once they put that and that together, it's like, oh, do you know such and such and such? Yeah. Oh, so okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it, it's not like, I mean, South Florida, I grew up in South Florida, and it's, it's so, like, spread out. It, it may have been like that years ago, but it's so just different right now. I mean, it used to be a lot smaller and less condensed, but, yeah, I don't run into anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but I used no, to live in Hartford. You, huh? You said you used to live in Hartford? Yeah, I used to live in Hartford, Connecticut, and my husband grew up in Hartford, and it was very much like that. Like, I mean, very small, knit community. Everyone knew each other. Everyone went to school together. And, yeah, it was like New England towns, like, it's very tight-knit. No one really leaves as much, so everyone knows each other. So it's harder to, like, tap into communities. Yeah, that's how that's how New Orleans is. People who live in New Orleans East, they do not go over to the West Bank and vice versa. Some have never gone to the North Shore, which is only thirty oh, wow. minutes. They they pretty much stay in in their little bubble. But yeah, I would say like any time like we went, you know, just out or something like that, we would always see somebody we know. It's real small. Yeah, <laughs> so real yeah, that's how Hartford was. It's like everyone knew each other. But yeah, so like now, so you went from Louisiana to Arizona to Nevada, and now you're in Dallas, Fort Worth. I I can imagine it's totally different from New Orleans and Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not as hot. Like I had to I had to go from humidity heat to like dry heat, and when I'm yeah. this humidity heat. Is nothing to play with. I will take dry heat any day. Do you hear oh. me? Any day. <laughs> yeah, because I hear that, like, it's not as oppressive. Like, it's not that humidity that just sticks to your skin. Not at all. It's, yeah. it's, it's tolerable. It's like an oven. You know, you do an oven, you'll open it up, and you're like, ooh, it's hot. You know, right. but, you know, I can do this. But that humidity heat, you can't breathe. You can't <laughs> walk. Your thighs be rubbing together, and they don't yeah. rub together. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, it seems like it gets cooler, you know. So like, you know, in Dallas, it probably gets cooler too in the evening. Yeah, a little bit, it's still, a little bit. Uh-huh. It's still yeah, yeah. So how did you go from being? So I know that you're a pharmacist, and how did you get into the real estate market? Um, you know, while while working as a pharmacist. Yeah, so actually my parents were in real estate. Um, oh my gosh, they've been in real estate for I don't know about 20 years. So they used to flip homes when I was little and what I didn't realize at the time is as much as I hated going, I was like Lowe's and Home Depot where, like, our Saturday mornings. You know how everybody else talks about, oh, we cleaning. You know, my mom turned on the music note. Mine was, we going to Home Depot and to Lowe's. And so we would go there, and then I'd have to clean up the house, like, sweeping and all this other kind of stuff. And so uh, that was kind of my first stint into real estate. And then as I got older and a little bit more established in my pharmacy career, um, I was like, you know, that is definitely something that I want to do. And now my Saturday mornings consist of going to <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Full circle. <laughs> I just turned into my parents. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. As much as we want to be our own people, like, we become our parents. They're like, how did this happen? 
Definitely. Oh my goodness. Yes. The people in Lowe's and Home Depot know me. That's how bad it is. <laughs> so you are do you hold real estate and flip it or or is it are you mostly just selling it? I'm mostly just selling it and I use um I use my own home as an investment too. Um, okay. So, you know, I don't I don't buy anything that I don't believe can, you know, make a profit. So I don't I don't flip. I just, you know, sell with, you know, my agency license that I have and then just, you know, do my home and update some things in here to make it look nice for whenever I do sell it, you know, it's ready. Right, right. That is that is a good point because that's something to think about. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we wait until we're about to sell and we're like, oh, my gosh, I have to paint. I have to fix that socket. I have to do the plumbing. <laughs> but if you just you maintain it and always improve, mm-hmm. by the time you want to put it on the market, it's ready. Yep, exactly. Those maintenance parts, as soon as something, like, breaks in your house or you need to go ahead and, and do it because if not, it becomes deferred maintenance and could possibly get worse. So, I mean, taking care of those things is extremely important and really holds the value of your home. Right. Um, so how how long, now that we're on that topic, how, I mean, when does someone know it's time for them to move on? Like, you know, they bought their starter home, they fixed it up, they love it, but when do you think it's necessary for them to go to that next level to build equity and to you know, get a a more value in their home? I mean, it really depends on them and their situation. Like, you know, let's just say they got married or expanding their family or, you know, just found the, happened to just find the perfect deal or, you know, things like that. It's all, in, it's all really dependent upon that person and, and their lifestyle, um, and when they want to move, how they want to do, maybe their credit score also got better, you know, and they could get a better rate or something. It, there's so many factors that go into should I move, if I should move, maybe I should stay here. But I think the average number of homes that people will own, I think it's about either from five to seven in a life. Wow. That's a yeah. lot, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually a lot. I mean, yeah, nobody is staying in, you know, their childhood home anymore, you know, where you see the markings on the on the wall from yeah. how high. Nobody is doing that. Like, we are such a mobile society now, you know, with the way things are going that, yeah, it's, it's about five to seven. Huh. So I wonder if it's the rise of, like, HGTV and, you know, watching, you know, real estate and like having like, you know, always going up to that next rung, like, oh, maybe I need a bigger backyard or maybe I need a bigger pool and that we're never really content. That could be it too. Yeah. I mean, hey, you you definitely have a point there. And then, you know, schools are something that drives people, you know, and you've got a new job, you know, being in proximity to that. So, I mean, there's just, there's just so many things that, that factor into it, but. I mean, right. it's always it's always it's always fun looking for homes. <laughs> oh, it's always. I feel like I'm always looking for homes, even though I'm not moving right now. <laughs> but yeah, it is it is fun. So, how is it for you? Because I know you're a pharmacist by day, and you're a realtor on on the side. And I and I hate to say it on the side because it seems like you're doing both really good. So, how do you manage um, both worlds? 
Yeah, so I do my regular during the day, you know, being a pharmacist, do that during the day. And then at night and on the weekends, I do real estate. And it's just something that I enjoy doing in my free time. I would pretty much do it anyway. So, you know, to get paid uh, for something that I enjoy doing is just, I don't it's it's just great. I mean, we have to, I don't think we utilize every not I don't want to say every inch of our time, but just our brain capacity. Mm-hmm. Um I think like we only use like I don't know 30 or something percent of our total brain capacity and just filling it with things that you enjoy that challenge you, um that help you learn a little bit more. That's that's something that I like and enjoy doing. So I I don't see real estate as like, oh, it's a second job or things like that. I see it as something that I'm I'm really passionate about learning all the time. So Yeah, when did you realize that that was your like uh, so another passion of yours? And when did it how long did it take for you to actually act on it? Because I think sometimes we're like we we know we're interested in it. You know, we're like on Zillow all the time, watching all the shows but we don't really act on it. So what was that time frame for you from, like, this is something I'm interested in and something I'm going to actually work on? Yeah, so when I bought my first home, um, it the previous um, realtor I had, um, I wasn't really too satisfied with, with their work with me. So I actually hired um, my – actually my uh, – oh, my gosh, my profite, and she worked for this company at the time that I'm currently with, and so had a great experience, and I was like, I think I want to do this, but I don't want to do this full time, and I'm wondering if I could do it on the side, so that's when I had a talk with her and uh, my broker. We all went to Xavier's to pharmacy school, and they were like, no, you could do it just like us. You know, it's okay on the side, things like that. And so once the door was open, I just went ahead, walked on in, and and dropped it like it's hot. And like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure passing the exam for you was a piece of cake, being that you're already a pharmacist. No, actually, that was, oh, my gosh. I think I would rather take the NAPLEX and the law exam for all the states I'm licensed in, again, rather than that exam. That exam was a beast. I did not wish that exam on anybody. Do you hear oh my me? God. Like, it's a lot. Like, you have hours and hours of classes that you have to do and attend, and I did it online. Um, and oh. it's, it's it's rigorous, like, and when you get in the exam, I was like, I didn't know if I failed, I passed. I'm like, at least with NAPLEX, I kind of knew with my board exam, like, okay, I'm there, but with this, I just, I, I couldn't tell you. How long did how long did it take for you to study for it? Ooh, probably took me three, four months. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that you know what I like about what your story is that it's something you were interested in, you did your research, and then you found the appropriate people to talk to, and then you made it happen. So yeah. once you did that and you took your exam and you got licensed, how was it for you to find your first client? Um, I, I didn't have to really find my first client. It's 
it's so beautiful when your circle supports you. Mm. And my first client was my family member. It was actually my huh. little cousin. And it was an honor doing that transaction because it's like we used to play together on Sundays oh. after church. And it's like for me to be him and his wife's realtor and to see him buy a home at the age that him and his wife bought a home, I mean, it was it was wonderful. Like, so I didn't have to find them. It was like they hit me up and were like, Portia, we're thinking about buying a house. Can we use you? I was like, of course. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> No, no, it was a it was a great great experience, and just ever since then, I just have like friends and family members uh, who utilized me, and so it's it's wonderful to see you know friends and family members step into home ownership. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, especially, and I'm sure it's it's even more special when it's their first home. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny you say that friends and family, um, because I came across I, I um you through H E T V and I'm watching it and I'm like, Who is this? Like I I mean, it was like black girl magic, like <laughs> it was just a wonderful show. I was so excited and happy because you don't really see that too much on H E T V. Um, so it was really good to see you know, you finding a home for your clients and I it just made me very proud and um I must Aww. say it was a great episode. It was really good and, and I'm happy I was able to connect with you. So how yeah. was that the experience being on the H E T V and how did you get on there and what was it like? Yeah, so me and my me and my friend, uh Irene who was on there, uh we auditioned for it uh and ended up getting on the show and I mean it was a great experience. I would not do it again, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was a really great experience. Like uh, our producer and stuff was like, y'all are so natural and, and things like that. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a good experience. Very hard to coordinate her and I schedule because we travel so much for work and so, like, when we have weekends, like, our weekends to, you know, just chill and not do anything. But, no, HDTV calls, and so it's like, oh, we got to do this. But it was it was so much fun. We we were having fun like the cameras weren't even there. And yeah, it seems very it, natural. It was. It definitely was. Not scripted or anything like that. It, that was totally us. And it was it was amazing. Like we didn't, it's so funny you say, you know, black girl magic and nice to We weren't even really thinking about that when we were doing it. We were just like, we're going to be two friends, you know, one's the realtor, you know, one's the client. And we're just out here looking for houses, doing what we do. Like this is what we normally do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a show or anything like that. Like we really go out to eat. We go out for drinks. And, like, we sometimes stop by and look at houses, you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's what it is. But, no, I'm, I'm so happy, like, it inspired and left a lasting impression on people. And, I mean, I'm not being biased here, but 
it really is my favorite episode because it was really authentic and genuine. I'm, I'm being straight up about that. It was, and I and I love the fact that you're trying to get her to move to the suburbs, and she was like, I'm not moving to the suburbs. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I know what you're trying to do, but I'm not going to do it. And you're like, no, come over to the suburbs. So it was just yeah. like, it was very modern and hip and, it was great. Like they replayed it, and every time they replay, it, I'm like, "Oh, my show's on." I, I think you guys did a really good job. Like I'm like, you guys are my friend in my head. <laughs> but it was really Thank cool. You so much. Thank you. Did it help your business? Like when were people calling you and say, "Oh, I saw you on HGTV. I want to work with you." Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it definitely uh, helped my business and get me recognition, but I, I, like I said, I wasn't even thinking about it for that. I just wanted to, to do it because I'm like, you don't see many of us on TV. No. That was it. I just was like, I want us to have a positive image on TV, you know, versus, you know, us fighting you know, as like fighting over whose man is this and, <laughs> you know, like all this reality TV and all this pettiness and things like that. I, we just really wanted to do it just to be like, hey, we are two African-American pharmacists who just enjoy hanging out and looking at home. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Real simple life. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you, like, you know, the end where they're like, um, you're making the decision. Is that staged? Do you guys already know the decision or is it like a surprise, a live no, surprise? It, so I can't go into that due to not. Oh, okay. Figures, okay. But, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Okay. Got you. Got you. But it was a good episode. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. HDTV is going to come after me and my little old money. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, what were like? What are some benefits? You know, I know that right now we're all in the pandemic, and um, rates are low. Um, you know, I people are still buying lots of homes, and uh, I just want to know, like, what are some benefits for some people who are listening right now? And they've never owned a home, and they're still on the fence. They're not sure if it's a good time. Could you share with the listeners what are some benefits of real estate ownership and how it could really help to build your wealth? Yeah, so actually, I mean that's a that's a great plug for our webinar that we have coming up next next week on yep. Saturday at ten thirty, talking about building generational wealth with real estate. So, real estate is one of those markets where I think it's about. 90% of millionaire, billionaires, that's how they started off and got their wealth was through real estate. And real estate, it's more stable than the stock market and other things that you wouldn't really think of. So the whole concept of owning a home is you building equity. And once you build that equity, that equity, when you go to sell it, it's yours. And then you can take that money and utilize it and go buy your next home and then build equity there and then sell that and take it and go build. So building that generational wealth, you know, not just for you, but also for your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, whomever, is really, really important as we move, and especially in this pandemic. 
Um, so, you know, when you're living or leasing these apartments, um, you're paying somebody else. So there are many tax benefits. You know, you could talk to a tax attorney or your professional about it, but you get to write off the interest on your home, the mortgage interest. You also um, get to write off whenever you first buy some of those things on your uh, closing disclosure list that you go through. Um, so there are just there are many tax benefits to it. And like I said, and when you go to sell it and you have equity, I mean, just think about you go to sell your home three, four years later and you have $50,000 in equity when you leave the closing table. I mean, that's a lot at one yeah. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and some people use that as like a slow flip, like they buy a home mm-hmm. that might be undervalued, live in it for a couple of years sell it, buy a home with a higher property value, sell it, and that's how they, you know, build their wealth. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Well, could you let them know, like, so the webinar, uh, the name of the webinar, where they could um, find the information? Yeah. So the name of the webinar is Building Generational uh, Wealth in Real Estate, and it's September 12th at 1030 in the morning, Central Standard Time, and you could go on my IG, Realtor Portia underscore JL Marsaw, and there's a registration link there in the in the bio. Please come out. We already have, oh, my gosh, I think it's about 76 people registered. Wow. So, I mean, just register, and even if you can't make it, you'll still receive a recording for the webinar so that you can listen to it on your own time. But this is our, I think this is about our fifth or sixth webinar that we've held since COVID as our brokerage, and it's been amazing. We've held ones on is it now is now the right time to buy. We've held one on home inspections. We, we've been hosting plenty of webinars. Our brokerage loves to educate people, so hopefully y'all tune in. I like that, and I'll be tuning in. I'm very excited about it, um, and I I'll be remiss not to, uh, to neglect the fact that your firm is black female owned. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's amazing. Uh, so, you know, just tell us a little bit about how you guys are building your business and who's your customer niche in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. So we're 100% referral. Like we don't spend really any money on advertising. It's through people who we know and my, my broker, Joni, uh, Freeman, she's the principal broker and, and owner of it, and we cover here in Dallas-Fort Worth. We just uh, moved to the Houston area as well, um, and so yeah, all female, uh, all African American, and really happy to be working for such a strong brute and little boutique brokerage. I think if I was at one of the bigger names, I would kind of get lost. Mm. Uh, but we cover the whole gamut. We do apartment locating. We do homes um, as well. Commercial, we do that too. So cover the whole gamut. As far as a niche for me, um, niche for me, a lot of my buyers have been young, uh, professional, um, and first-time homeowners. That has been who has gravitated towards me. So it's it's been so much fun, like, navigating them through the process of buying a home 
And always the fun part is going out there and looking for a home because everybody Mm -hmm. has a standard of what they think they're going to get for their money. And then when we go out there and they see, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Property Brothers. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But it's all, it's, it's always so much fun. I have I have so much fun just looking at different houses and us pointing out different things. Like much like you saw in House Hunters, that is really how I am when we're out looking for for homes. Like I'm gonna tell you the real. I'm like, look here. This ain't this ain't about to happen for this number. I'm gonna just let you know this. <laughs> like you're gonna have to sacrifice on something, okay? You, you are not gonna get everything you want unless you build it yourself. Like I said, yeah. there at the table, it it just is what it is. So yeah, yeah, it's fun though. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're not gonna get everything you want, and um, but I have a question. Do you yeah. think it's a good idea for people to be emotionally attached to their homes, especially, you know, because it is used for wealth building? Like, um, like a case in point, when we first moved um, back to South Florida, initially my husband was like, yeah, let's buy it, you know, live in it for a couple of years and then move on. And I was like, oh, no, this is our home, you know. But, like, when is it a good idea to just say, you know what, this is an investment, like you said, and if mm-hmm. something else comes along, you don't know, just, embrace it like a home could be wherever you are <laughs> I, I i think you should get emotionally attached to a home i think it's a twofold thing so i think you should get emotionally attached to a home because you're spending a lot of money and you want to enjoy where you live and that's what i tell my clients i'm like look if this is your home and you're using it to live in enjoy it mm-hmm. all the perks everything enjoy where you live now that second component of it being a business is the fact that when you sell it you want to make money that's that's the purpose right so is you have to kind of combine both of those components the business and the emotional find somewhere you love and then also see the potential i don't know three seven years down the line where hey if i sell this can I make money? Because truth be told, let me tell you something. You will always find another home that you love. I promise you. It happens all the time when I go on house hunts. It's like, oh, my gosh, I really wanted this house, and I can't believe I got out big. This, this. And then, like, next week it's like, oh, my gosh, I love this house. This is great. <laughs> like, I told you, like, there are more houses out here. Like, this, this is not just the how even people who custom build their homes like oh okay i'm tired of this now now let's move to another one so you'll find another one (laughs) yeah that is true and you change as a person like what may have been something that you liked before as you you know as you change as a person your needs change as well so that home for you might change seven years from now as well so just be open to it Exactly, and enough start and enough stuff starts breaking in your home. You gonna change? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, you know what? It's time to go. It's time yep. to go. And I think during this pandemic, what I've been finding out is that a lot of people, because everyone is at home, whether the children are home, the parents are working from home, they're realizing that their home has to, you know, be an office space mm-hmm. now as well. So they're probably looking for places where they could get more space you know, probably more rooms where they have their own little office. 
So our needs are like drastically changing as a society yeah. because not everyone's home way more than we've ever been before. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. It's 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 definitely a, sh- a shift in here in Texas where they say, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. I mean, it's definitely true and we've seen more people moving, you know, kind of out of the city into the suburbs because really to be quite honest, in Dallas, there is really nowhere else to go. Like, we are almost to the border of Oklahoma, okay? We oh, need, wow. We need y'all to stop moving here, okay? All y'all Californians, <laughs> New York, y'all need to stop moving here. Y'all are driving up our prices. We ain't used to this, okay? Y'all need to stay, stay, stay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, everyone's moving south now. I mean, yeah. But, you know, now we're going into rapid-fire questions just so everyone can get to know you as a person. So the first question is your favorite vacation. Oh, hands down, this past year I went to Bora Bora. Okay. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Solo traveling is, like, one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah. Huh. How is that for you, like, solo traveling? Oh, it's awesome. I, I, You get to just be by yourself. And, like, I turn off my phone. I unplug from the world and just look at the world that's right in front of me. And I go to non-English-speaking countries a lot because I don't, I don't want to have to I don't want to have to listen to anything. So I I absolutely love it. Nobody ever bothers me or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. I love it. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I hear it's something that everyone should do at least one time in their life, just to travel by oh, themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, our favorite movie. Ooh, this one's hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many out there now. I know. This one's really hard. Favorite movie. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with my childhood favorite movie on this one, and that's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. Beauty and the Beast is good. Yeah. Go Beauty and the Beast is good. Yeah. I like Belle. She was bookish, and she loved libraries. I loved that character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Songs in there were great and everything. It's just, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. Disney movies, they don't make them how they, they used to back then. So, yeah. No. But although the remake of um, Beauty and the Beast, I thought was pretty good. Yeah. it, it I think it, I think it was, too. I heard about the criticism about the new Mulan one. So we don't have to see. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I have to check I it think, out. I, I think they did a really good job with Cinderella, too, the remake of Cinderella. Oh, yeah. I love the Whitney Houston and Brandy Phillips Cinderella. I could watch yeah, that, that, was good. that was good. <laughs> uh, so what surprised you the most about entrepreneurship, um, you know, as a, a, real, a real estate agent? Um, I didn't know how much startup costs were going. <laughs> really? Everybody is like, you know, you see uh, everybody's a realtor, everybody's a realtor, or, you know, just in general with entrepreneurship, like, it takes it takes some money to, to get started. Um, it's, it's not just, oh, you just walk into this. No, it, you have to have some cash on hand, and especially if you want to go, like, in with advertising and things like that, 
it's a it's a lot of money and you might not see a return on your investment, you know, the first year, two or or three. So yeah, it's um that's what really surprised me. Hmm. Well, what's next for Dr. Portia Showers? Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm working on my fluency in Spanish right now, so hopefully I can uh, do that. Hopefully I can get back to more of the things that I I enjoy, such as music um, and playing the piano like I used to growing up. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't I don't know. I kind of just go with the flow and hopefully, you know, God lets me see another day and I can I can do better than I did the the previous day. So, I don't know. We going to we going to have to stay tuned. I don't know if y'all going to see me on another eight on another house hunters, but I, that would be I, awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Or you have your own HGTV show house hunting in Dallas Fort Worth. Look, <laughs> okay, you can't talk about that either. Okay, I get you. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm like, I would, I, I don't know. Like, doing TV is a lot. It's a lot of work. Like, I don't okay. know how people, I don't know how, like, reality TV stars do it. Um, I mean, unless you just, like, love the camera like that. I don't love the camera like that. And people just get so personal within your life. I'm not like that. I'm a real, I'm a real private person. I'm a Scorpio. I could win the lottery and you wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I like that new Gucci bag. Oh yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I I'm very private myself, and I think that's one of the reasons why I always kind of struggled with social media because I felt like you had to be out there so much. Yeah. But um, I hear you on that. So what's your superpower? Oh, man. I would say my ability to be a sponge. Um, I mm. soak up so much information that I'm I'm totally surprised at myself. Um, just, you know, languages and medicine and real estate and with traveling and learning different cultures and things like that, just soaking up as much knowledge as I can and always continually learning from others. I love to surround myself with people who are smarter than I am, especially in various areas. So that's my superpower, being a sponge. That's a great superpower to have. And the the thing that's amazing about your career is that you are using so many different sides of your brain which I think is pretty amazing. That really makes you a very well-rounded person. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that used to be an issue. That used to be an issue in school. Like, I would be the kid always asking questions, and, you know, I get that report. It's like, oh, Portia, Portia's disruptive. Portia asks a lot of questions. And I'm like, see, this is why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sad that they'll think of it as a bad thing, you know, um, being inquisitive. I feel like being inquisitive is like the way to life. <laughs> Just yeah. know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, I was always taught if you don't know something, ask. Like, yeah, all you can do is say no, but right. Ask. So that's what right. I do. I ask. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how can listeners learn more about you, and how can they learn more about? Um, buying real estate through you for those of them, us who are listening to you in Dallas-Fort Worth or just wanting to be a part of your webinars, 
um, how can they learn more about you? Yeah, so you can go to www.jlmarsaw.com, and then my Instagram is at realtorportia underscore jlmarsaw, and I'm always posting, not so much with, with COVID as far as just housing abilities, but more so our webinars, and feel free to go on there, uh, sign up for them as they come available um, and also drop some comments, too, on webinars that y'all would like to see, because we're here to educate any and everybody. So mm-hmm. if there is something that you're interested in learning about, we might have it in the pipeline, or maybe we don't. But please feel free to engage us um, here. We're we're here for any and everybody. And we also we do referrals. We have a network of other realtors that we know in other states and cities and things like that. So please feel free to give us a call, email, whatever, text, DM us. Did I catch? Did I catch everything? It's so much. I think you did. <laughs> okay, uh, we ain't got Snapchat now, so you can't Snapchat us. But uh, all all of those other professional avenues, we got. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, thanks again so much, Portia, for joining us today. Again, be sure to check out that webinar. I'll be on it. I'm so excited about learning about building your generational wealth. Be sure to check it out. Thanks so much, Portia. No, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And bye, everyone. Hopefully, y'all have a a great, great West of Year 2020. I I hope it gets better for all of us and stay safe out there. Definitely. 